0: I'm telling you, my old Kentucky home's a good one, but that's like, you know.
1: I actually don't know that one. I know Dixie just because it was taught in schools. My old
0: Kentucky (laughs) home is like funny because Frederick Douglass said it was like the song that like caused the Civil War because it was it was meant to be an anti-slavery song. But it was like anti-slavery in the sense that it was like it's fucked up that all these big corporations took slaves away from the small business owners. (laughs) (laughs)
1: the next the next song that's going to cause civil war is misery business by uh what's her name paramore you know they don't do that one anymore oh really they don't play that song live it's a big sticking point yes because it it's sex negative that she says like uh once a whore you're nothing more is something something and so now that that's not woke and so people go to the paramore show and then have to be like we're all okay with them not playing misery business right and everyone has to like bite down and be like yep it's for the greater good she could just change it to "Boar" or something no yeah, just... no she dumped the song
2: uh, uh, yeah man.
0: it's i was i saw them in a uh, 2012 or 2013 in austin and it was uh the last time because i saw them again in 2014 or 15 and yeah they did not do it
3: there's an acoustic cover of that I think that was on the album that I really liked.
1: Yeah. yeah I really like the acoustic cover of Bob Dylan singing Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> Look away! <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nailed it. <That's... laughs> yeah, no. I'm telling you for like when you read the lyrics to my old Kentucky home, it's literally like, a slave singing about how he misses his old slave owners because now he's breaking rocks instead of like drinking lemonade on the porch
1: that's what uh that's what the <laughs> it's bad Don Draper's boss sings in Mad Men.
0: <laughs> yeah probably that, that makes sense I think, that's like right?
1: yeah that was a that was a time in in place in American history where you can be like well, this is a fancy soiree everyone ding, ding 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 ding. Uh, if you wouldn't just uh, direct your eyes up here, I want to show you for just a couple minutes what I think an Oriental looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and people will be like, Haha, "Very
0: good." He hands his uh, wife a can of kiwi uh, shoe shine, and he's like, "You you won't believe what the next act is." That
1: literally happened in Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that, that's how I understand history. It's through the lens of Mad Men episodes. And uh, is there a Hearts of Iron four mod that covers this?
2: Well, I mean, the the Mad Men Kiwi thing helps you understand Trudeau, so it checks out. Yeah, but
0: wasn't Trudeau in, like, the 90s? Yeah, I'm just saying, apparently, nothing has changed. It's still racism (laughs) if you do it at a
1: ska show, I think. (laughs) (laughs) It might be extra racism.
3: Are you talking about Gary Trudeau? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, No. Uh, Okay, good. I was like, Doonesbury, it's been around since, like, the 60s. I'll be
1: honest, you could get me back on Doonesbury if... You, you do like a year long uh, stretch where all the characters are just doing blackface. <laughs> 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 wow. This is a, he's really digging his heels in on this one, but okay. I mean, I guess it's the artist artist prerogative. Uh, did you ever see alpha house by chance? It's I amazing. It yeah. Good. Like, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It, it's
0: totally worth it. The, the last season was just like, they tried to take this whole, like, Oh, we're going to take Republicanism back from the tea party. Nonsense. But the first season where they're just embracing it fully was fantastic.
2: They tried to do knockoff Rubio, but Rubio's too boring. So they had
1: to make him interesting by making him uh, have a sex addiction. Right. <laughs> That's really Matt Gates. That's they've created Matt Gates, right? Isn't he South Florida too?
2: <laughs> yeah, but uh, Matt if his sex addiction was for young men who claimed he was his son.
0: Yeah, but he's married now. So you can't say that anymore. <laughs> it's literally okay. like pictures of him and Nestor like goofing around with the wife in the background in every picture and it's so <laughs> good
1: <laughs> it's just like a fan cam of of photos rolling with time of your life playing and it's Nestor and matt just hitting each other with like foam pool noodles while the wife is in the background on her knees trying to get the router to work it's it's legit like that like that
0: is the photos from their like family vacation
1: it's like him and Yester shirtless
0: like toes touching and the wife in the foreground like laughing (laughs) laughing
2: everybody welcome to dumb and awful this is brett at relentless board
1: this is rob at dumb and awful on twitter
3: this is grim at m-u-g-r-i-m-m uh this is john at uh, cali underscore tff
1: now i was gonna say uh we're
2: already talking about florida uh so oh, we're not
3: gonna wait, wait i thought we were gonna do like two hours on biden's inauguration like i mean <laughs> are we gonna, like, go through the entire uh pregame this thing come on <laughs> Come on, you got Lady Gaga doing the uh, doing the anthem. You've got you've got two Supreme Court justices.
2: You've got them uh, unironically claiming that they've set up a green zone in D.C. with like no yeah. awareness whatsoever <laughs> of the implications.
3: I mean, come on, there's free speech zones. We're bringing back the whole Bush playbook. It's going to be great. It's fucking incredible. Come on, you got Sotomayor, uh is swearing in Kamala. She's using two Bibles, separate but equal. It's going to be great. <laughs>
1: You know who else I heard is performing there? It is my new character, uh, the favorite character of the nation? Uh, some guys trying to remember the words to Tenacious D's tribute. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago, me and my brother Kyle here, we were hitchhiking down a long and lonesome road. All of a sudden, I shined a shiny demon. Help me here in the middle of the road and he said play the the best the best song song in the world world, or i'll eat your soul soul (laughs) me and kyle right we looked at each other and we each said Okay. Okay. And we played the first thing that came to our heads. It just so happened to be the best song in the world. <laughs> it was the best song in the world. I look into my eyes and it's easy to see. One and one make two, two and one make three. It was des- d- des- destiny. <laughs> one certain thousand years oh, or so. And go. the sun doth shine and the moon doth glow. And the grass doth grow. Is where it gets tricky i'm uh, actually impressed uh, yeah this. no I'm, I'm i'm to be honest i'm yeah i didn't think you're gonna pull that proper chuffed uh, <laughs> and just, and what does he say here though i don't know he transitions into the this isn't the song it is it, it's, it's not the bridge is it i thought so no because then he, he's he's played it for does grow oh boom! Ding. needless to say the beast was stunned whip crack which is from the tail and the beast was done he asked us be you angels and we said nay we are but men rock and then he does the high part right i think you skipped (sighs) the whole like but yeah
2: <laughs> you definitely, you definitely,
1: you definitely skipped a chunk in there. But okay, no, well, I, I didn't hear you speaking up. Okay, you come all the way to Washington, you don't say a fucking word on the drive. We get on stage here at the inaugural. Now you're all chatty. Now you want to let everyone know you know it better. This is bullshit. You get one. Do you know how many? Do you know how rare opportunities are for guys like us? Our whole thing is trying to remember tribute by Tenacious D, and we get a chance, you shit on it. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that's one character that they might have at the inaugural
2: you know who else will have Na- national guard members who are uh white nationalists that they get <laughs>
1: they're, the, I- they're like get the get the tenacious d guy out of here who's next and he's just like the old times there, are not forgotten <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> that's <what I'm> doing. <laughs> singing dixie <laughs> Just a, just a guy Get with away. a bunch of nordica
3: nordic tats singing dixie
1: <laughs> joe biden's inaugural's uneven but not bad <laughs> i've seen worse they they've locked
2: down the entire capital and turned into basically like like i said they're calling it a green zone it's just a straight up like police state action the whole capital's locked down there's guard members everywhere there's military everywhere uh and we're supposed to feel great about this though because that means they're doing something, right? And they're at the point where they can't trust any of the cops or the military anymore because, as every leftist has been saying for literally decades, they've all been infiltrated. There's a a fucking Raging Machine song about this. Like they've been infiltrated by the white nationalists for ages. And so, yeah,
3: the Ghost Skins Project.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: I don't even think infiltrated is the right word. It's just that's who the job hires, that's who it's looking for.
0: Yes, but they also have had an active effort oh, to infiltrate. Yeah. Like one hundred. Absolutely. They, absolutely. they decided in the nineties when they started getting cracked down on, they were like, Well, all these cops actually love us personally. So we're just gonna like start becoming cops.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of a chicken and an egg thing. <laughs> but yeah, I agree.
2: And it's funny though, they can't they can't they can't trust them at all anymore. Uh, they they there was something today where they're like, Oh, we've removed like twelve National Guard members for their ties to uh, militant groups they're not fired or anything again it's a fucking national guard they're not even active duty firing a national guard person is incredibly easy uh right. can't, can't do that so you're, it's still fine for you to be part of this unit just you know just don't don't be near the old dementia rated old man when he fucking swears in that's all just just get out of the way for a minute and then and then we'll be cool again
0: I just imagine some like, you know, white supremacist uh, National Guard guy slipping a laminated piece of paper on Biden's podium and it just says N-word pass and he's just trying to, <laughs> to rig it. So he accidentally says it during his inauguration.
1: Well, that, that's unrealistic because, as you know, the sergeant in arms of the Senate passes that briefcase from the former president, to the current <laughs> sitting president immediately after he takes the oath. He unlocks it with the with the codes. He opens it up and there's that laminate right there. And at that moment, uh, the current president can look at the slurs he's now allowed to say and can, in fact, use the presidential pen to add one slur. Uh, that only the other presidents know it's a sacred tradition going back to LBJ who insisted upon it
3: uh, the passing of the n-word football
1: it's like the the what is it the letter of last resort that the British prime ministers send to all the submariners in case there's a nuclear strike only it's it's it has uh, the Italian slurs on it
0: <laughs> little no fact uh, Chris Rock is the only civilian authorized to hold it. <laughs>
2: Well, he's earned it.
1: You know, a lot of people don't realize this, but in the late '60s, uh, a false authorization actually went off, and it, but for our submariners in the North Atlantic, we would have switched, we would have flipped that Dago switch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually the real
2: reason Nixon was forced out, not because he made the tapes, but on the tapes he said all of the various slurs that no one else is supposed to be able to see.
0: Oh my God, the Nixon tapes are so great. Like
1: I, I am <laughs> obsessed oh, with the Nixon tapes. Oh, uh, a grim that is something yeah. I, I see i saw you put that on like your profile on twitter uh if that's real solidarity i remember at some point in my teens you know, when i was taking a break from crushing puss <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened to yeah all of the nixon tapes and you're like that's there's so many hours and it's like yeah oh there's that's, so many that's what being like a teenage virgin's about is having <laughs> all the time in the world to like role play in AOL uh, arts and entertainment chat rooms and listening to the Nixon tapes. That's all you did. Literally.
0: Yes. Occasionally,
1: occasionally you beat it on an angel fire site, but that was the Holy Trinity. Basically. I would go to
0: college park in Maryland where uh, they, they have a, a a records uh, like they actually have the Nixon tapes there. And I would listen to it and Jack, my mini disc player in and record them as I was listening.
2: (laughs) Uh, the fact that you made the trek to College Park is how I know you were committed. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Do you guys know uh, Peta Lindsay from PSL? No, no, no. She's been uh, she's helped lead like PSL and a bunch of stuff, and she was really big in the Iraq War protests, and she was my age at the time, and I was like obsessed with her, and I was like like straight up the very bad meme of the like DSA guy. I was one hundred percent the PSL guy.
1: Wait, you were like simping for a a PSL anti war activist yep that's pretty dope
0: but i did it once i got there i was there for the protest but then i was like okay what's up like
3: <laughs> hey girl that's <after> solidarity
1: <laughs> look i mean at least it got you there that's like someone that reads all the works of rosa Luxemburg, but only because she has big mommy milkers <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean I, I guess i'm glad you're the preeminent theorist here but you know <laughs> did listen to all those Nixon tapes and they are fascinating. There was something I wanted to say about it and I'm, I'm fucking.
0: Well, it's, it's, you never get to hear a president while they're president just doing what they normally do. Like it's, it's always going to be staged, presented, and catered.
2: Yeah. Just him being his miserable, usual self, but like in the offices of the presidency. The best thing is he's so
0: anti Semitic. Every Jew just blends together with him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he like, even, like, guys, he'd, like, be talking about, like, oh, I got to do the Cambodia thing. Give me Reinquist on the phone. And he clearly means Kissinger. But he's...
1: <laughs> that Kissinger motherfucker, I don't agree with all his politics, but he did invent general relativity. Yes. I was just going to say, yeah, there, there's, like, a weird voyeuristic thrill to, like, being a, a teenage dipshit, and for some reason having access to like the candid conversations of a sitting president, that should not be the case.
0: 100%. That, that's the thrill.
1: The JFK tapes too. Uh, it's yes. like the, the recording for posterity thing is something that's like, it, I don't have to think about it because I'm not a very famous person. And I mm-hmm. guess once you're that level of power, your narcissism is such that you're like, yes, put cameras in the bathroom. The future needs to know about this sort of guy. But I always go like, why the fuck are they consenting to this? Because then you go back and listen, and it really proves out all our leaders have always been just dumbasses. asses. Oh, 100%. You listen to the Kennedy tapes, and as a teen, I was like, like d- during the Cuban Missile Crisis, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, there's no adults in the room. Because you just hear yeah. these guys spitballing like, well, I don't know, um, 30,000 Marines, uh, and we just firebomb the hell out of Havana. Is that, sent- we could probably do that day after tomorrow. And you're like, well, that's a terrible idea. Don't. Obviously, everyone thinks that's bad, right? And then you just hear Kennedy and like three people go like, B-b-b-b-. like they're making like mouth <laughs> sounds, like, mm, <laughs> oh, could we do it tomorrow? And we're like, no, don't go down this <laughs> road. And there's just all these like false uh, turns where for like 20 minutes they'll just be like, do you take prison? Do we just? how many would die in the initial firestorm? And you're just like, guys, can we just, you're too cavalier about all this. And then it goes on for about a week. And then, uh, they, they ended up doing nothing and we're all saved. And then they gave a speech on how that was the bravest thing you could do. <laughs> That's
2: uh, right. Was, that was the first time government in action was, was a fucking win. And ever since then, it's just been constant failures. That's why I really
3: respect, uh, Kevin Smith. You know, he he figured this all out that people just want to hear, like, just, spewing uh chain of thought and he said i can make money doing this he just started doing live shows where he just sat around smoking weed and talking to people and just saying whatever nonsense came into his head hey
1: speaking of sitting around smoking weed talking to people saying whatever nonsense comes in your head and kevin smith i got a moment in hot couch history here matt bro i returned your evening at with kevin smith dvd in in 2005 (laughs) you loaned it to me I, I watched it. He did the story about how Bruce Willis is a dick and that the giant spider from Wild Wild West was kind of his idea from Superman.
2: <laughs>
1: and uh, then I returned the DVD. I don't know what happened. Maybe your roommate took it and didn't return it. But I went in and I put it on the top of the DVD set. I know that's something that we've never resolved. That fucks me up. So <laughs> just know I'm using my platform now to set it straight. I returned the evening with Kevin Smith DVD and we've got to bury the hatchet, brother. So, you, if you're hearing this, you know, across time, maybe I'm gone. Maybe this is years from now. I want you to know from the bottom of my heart, I return that DVD. <laughs> Will, Will Smith. No, Kevin Smith. And even with Will Smith, would have been a lot better.
2: Yeah. It's a significantly better uh, rental.
1: What's wrong? I like Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith was like, here's, a, uh, here's why... The, uh, uh, I'm a, I, I hate what I've become, which is a podcaster, because I, in, in, 100%, <laughs> in, in, in 100% non-irony, I, I just was about to say out loud as a setup, like, here's the reason I think Kevin Smith really served a similar role to Joe Rogan in radicalizing people now. <laughs> I was about to just, like, water off a duck's back, just fucking mallard drip that take into everyone's ears. <laughs> well, because Kevin Smith was, the, was like, the first uh off-ramp in like toxic masculinity when like you're just a dumb dipshit in high school or whatever and you're like snoochie boochies fucking weed uh noink noink i'm fucking jay get it and then silent bob get this the time he talks though it's fucked up it's because you know you got to get over your your hang-ups with women and recognize that like we're all human and and like that made me think (laughs) <laughs> like that's the first chasing amy and, and like his little monologues are the first time that a guy who communicates most meaningfully through fart with his buddies has a moment where they're like oh what, what toxic masculinity fuck all right i'll let that sit there unaddressed for a couple more years but that seed is there yeah and that's joe rogan when like he gets tired of talking about like how gorilla cum has more protein in it than granola yeah <laughs> <laughs> He, can, and he says some shit about how we all deserve to have health care you're like oh okay this will probably pay this is a checkoffs gun that god willing will pay off at some point down the road but you <laughs> need those guys
0: oh absolutely i you do need those guys and i get mad every time someone is like joe rogan's a secret nazi and i like it just is the dumbest possible opinion i ugh i don't understand that take i don't understand that mindset where someone can't just i mean he can be a useful idiot sure but he like clearly is just you know a guy with good intentions and you know he's he's fucking joe rogan he's not
3: i mean he's he's dumb as hell but yeah he can, exactly Even someone who's dumb as hell can look at the state of the world and go this is fucked up and broken like i mean who can't look at like the healthcare system in america and not go yeah that's fucking stupid and and, like it's perfect to have like joe rogan just be like yeah this is dumb as hell why are you doing this because like you listen to like a bunch of libs talk about like oh no why why we have to like why we can't even like expand the aca or anything yeah you just listen to him and go that's fucking stupid and you go well yeah joe rogan's right like Joe Rogan is also like willing
0: to challenge basic premises. And like whenever he encounters someone who's never done that in their life, it becomes very odd. That Barry Weiss interview where she uses a (laughs) word like mook or stooge or something. And she doesn't know what it means. She literally doesn't know what the word means. She like, Oh, I just Tulsi's a a, a stooge for anti-homosexuality. And he was like, what does stooge mean? And she, she cannot define it. She's
2: like, I don't know. What is Stooge mean? Yeah, it's Barry Weiss. She has no idea what the fuck's going on with anything. She, she, her, literally yeah, her editor. whole career <laughs> has been like, no one ever wants pushing back on her. Yes. I know, I can
1: to... name somebody that pushed back on Barry Weiss once. Hey. <laughs> New York media gossip. We know where you <laughs> stick your dick.
3: You have to understand, stooge is one of the few words on the New York Times list, allowed, allowed us slurs. <laughs> It's, he's so good at just like Whenever someone has a basic premise And they can't define
0: She couldn't name a single reason Other than like Tulsi hates gays And uh, I'm not I'm not a fucking Tulsi fan But it's still like I can name the reasons that You know A New York Times editor could not You know, and I was like naming them for her. I don't even agree with them. I just I could at least name them.
2: Yeah, the worst thing the New York Times has done in a while to expose how fucking terrible they are at their own jobs is publishing their interviews with the presidential candidates. Yeah. Because you're just like you watch them talk to Bernie and you're like Oh, I I understand everything that's happening now with the editorial decision making. Like you're a bunch of fucking morons who just want your buddies to get what
1: they uh they think is due them. Like those are uncoupled though. Like they they aren't dumb for doing that. They're smart for doing that because that represents their class interests. But they are also dummies. Yeah. No. No. no that's what they I'm saying. Dummies they're both acting in their the own time. interests. Yeah. yeah
0: i i will say i'm obsessed with the great depression and i have a new york times archive account so i read old papers all the time new, new sort of dude just changed.
1: dropped <laughs> hold on <laughs> hold on. let me just stand perfectly still i need to sketch you for a noah baumbach film i'm making <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about greta kerwig this may be relevant soon
0: <laughs> no i it just it's like i, I love like my life's a stuff.
1: dust bowl right now <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, there's something about when you read and it's like, you know, 1931 and they're like, ah, the depression is over. And you're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like selling you on like, oh, the only problem is the poor are lazy and they don't want to get the jobs, but the jobs are there. I see kids selling apples all the time. And these are like people who had to get to work by walking. There was no telecommuting; They had to walk past the largest homeless encampment in U S history to get to their work. That
1: They'd was the original like learn to code. Thousand
0: homeless people.
1: The original learn to code was just learn how to sell apples, kids. <laughs> no, get get out a- there, grab some apples, get a cart and start pushing them. Hustle hard, yeah, that's nine to five mindset, it, like, stay broke. Yes, it-
3: Why have all the farmers gotten so lazy? (laughs) No, but that's literally, they're
0: like, listen, uh, a crate of apples is only 50 cents. You sell them five five cents a piece, you're good. You're making $3 a card. Rise and grind.
1: I'm on my apple pick and hustle. That is the exact
2: same argument they're making now with the like, Listen, they we didn't promise two thousand dollar checks. Fourteen hundred plus six hundred is two thousand. You stupid fucking cretins. You misunderstood our
1: promise. And it's like, yeah, I can move numbers around and s- I sound like a jackass too. That doesn't make that thing true. Here's what people don't understand: is the two thousand dollar checks, those were bone pressed. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I I love the I love that they're being like, of course it was always fourteen hundred, and then people are just posting the ads of like the 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 the, the, the WarMac one, where it's just literally a picture of a two thousand dollar check saying, "This is coming to you if you elect me." <laughs> yeah, and it's it's even worse
0: because it's Biden saying, "I will send you a two thousand dollar check," and it's like Biden didn't send the six hundred dollar check. Right? That, nope. <laughs> you can't take ownership of a check another president sent. In that case, shouldn't it be a two hundred dollar check? Well, yeah, exactly. That's been my argument is like why fourteen hundred and not two hundred? Because there's already been yeah, no, it's it the
2: next level of the negotiation. You've gone one step ahead of them. They're gonna be like, actually, if we're doing this math accurately, guys, we ran the numbers and it turns out we only owe you two hundred dollars.
0: I'm so... so excited for the Scots Tots administration, where <laughs> <laughs> it's just nothing but like <laughs> That's what we got coming up is the Scott's Tots administration. You know, Oh yeah. I'll pay for all of your college because I will be a millionaire by the time I'm 35
2: and showing up and handing out laptop batteries. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> You know, a 14 watt battery is really a 20 watt battery. If your computer came with a six watt battery,
2: <laughs> he is backing off of the. Uh, they're already already backing off on the healthcare stuff too. Right. Oh, so they so dialed good. it back to uh we'll do a public option, which is worse for a number of reasons. And they're like, yeah, we're not even going to do that. Uh, Health insurers tell us what they want us to pass, which is just basically, you know, a direct bailout to them. And that's what we're going to fucking do. That's the plan, guys.
1: Anita Dunn is now uh, the senior advisor to the president. She is the one that represented uh, E2 on the Harvey Weinstein side. (laughs) Keystone XL pipeline on the anti-indigenous side and uh, New York rent control on the landlord side uh she is now joining just a killer joe biden as senior advisor and if if you're a lib it's just like well you know what we got to work together that's why we have checks and balances we got a progressive wing we got a business wing but you know it's a big tent party well thanks for volunteering in georgia katie porter's off the financial services committee <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> remember you idiots. Uh, Remember when journalists started poking
0: around about Tara Reid and then like literally the day they started doing it, Joe Biden's campaign donated to the law firm that does Tara Reid's or that did the Me Too stuff and then kept donating and donated like a total of like $800,000 over his campaign. And they were like, oh, no, it's normal attorney services. And they never delineated what any of those services were. And everyone's just like, oh, yeah, this has nothing to do with Me Too. No, of course not. Yeah,
2: it, it got, we, we killed the entire thing and it didn't even cost him a million dollars. That's a fucking steal right there.
0: Yeah, I just it's it's fun now looking at the Georgia organizers. and You can tell the people who are like acting outraged by uh, Biden online because it's smart to act outrage, even if they knew this was going to happen. And the ones who are acting outraged because they were just dumb enough to believe that he was <laughs> like not lying.
2: I mean, any of that's better than the people who, who are just taking it and being like, Oh, thank you for pissing in my eye right after I did the legwork for you. <laughs> like, that's so much more despicable. Uh, I was telling Robbie the other day, there's, there's something funny to me about, like, th- there's been, like, infighting between Majority Report and, like, Ryan Knight stuff lately. Uh, and I was saying, like, one of the very funny things to me about progressive figures and progressive media people and organizers, the whole thing, is that at a certain point, it's like... Whether or not people are a grifter, are they just smarter than you? Like, if Ryan Knight's a grifter, is he just better at this than you? Because he recognizes that, like, standing for politicians who aren't giving you shit is a bad fucking leg to stand on right now. Like, like, maybe he is a grifter. I don't know. But he definitely seems like he's better at this than you are.
0: I mean, everyone's a grifter. That is, like, rule one is everyone's (laughs) a grifter. And as someone who's, like, listening to— I'm not a grifter. Just want to put that
1: (laughs) out here. I'm the one non-grifter. Uh, the
0: one non-grifter the sole non-grifter well no
1: on the left there's the two genders are basically grifter and fed and <laughs> it's like the house of lords and the house of commons like all you grifters are out here like catches catch can and then those of us that are feds we all meet up at will menaker's dad's wake <laughs> well, you know, feds get grifter
0: status too they're just doing it for like access to the pedophilia cult nothing else <laughs>
1: No, some of us—it's like it's a—it's <laughs> it's a, it's a sexual attraction to Geronimo's skull that motivates us, <laughs> not some weird illegal shit. It's the deep I, commitment to uh, the the warehouse full of Nazi memorabilia that they let you into once you're fed. I just for some—I had the intrusive thought, Geronimo underscore lowly dot jpeg.
2: Jesus.
1: I I had an intrusive thought
0: too The moment I found out it was Geronimo's skull And I was like is one of the sockets Like right under it a little smoother than the other Like has years of You know skull and bones activity Kind of roughed it out a little bit you know? I run
1: gamer skull and bones And we all uh, get together And jizz on John Romero's skull <laughs> <laughs> As the one for the Daikatana fans out there
0: <laughs> Like five I know. I was like,
1: "Who the fuck?" So someone right now in in the Mojave is is propping up a, a rusted circular grate and and squinting their eyes against the sun for the first time in years and just going, "Someone's made a John Romero riff." <laughs> in Doom Two, if you no
3: clip through the final boss's thing and get to the room with the head in it, that's John Romero's head on the spike. Oh, those oh, are really? really?
1: Yep. Got his ass. <laughs> <laughs> John, you know someone. Someone actually, the listeners were calling for you. They were, they're like, we got to get John back. We need to hear from John. Uh, but they, it's funny, they didn't use your name. Uh, someone actually specifically requested that uh, we get back, quote, that hentai correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> so know that your legacy is safe, and that uh, even uh, once you're uh, gone, just... this record will continue on.
3: I'm, I'm the I'm the most boring guy on earth. Who would want me back for this? And I'd be like, oh, okay. The people, sense, they yeah. they want
1: they want to know.
3: <laughs> they, want, they want to hear some more Bible Black riffs.
1: They they want to know about you you smuggling uh, Bible Black in in VHS form out of a Hong Kong uh, <laughs> wet market.
3: Wait, wait, wait! Like, is
1: Bible Black a hentai? And they want a no clip. I it, think so. <laughs> oh my god! Here here's the thing. It's it's like this is something that. This is like Zeno's paradox right here. It's unresolved is Bible Black. Ahead of time?
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It makes a lot of jokes make a lot more sense all at once. <laughs> I always thought it was just like like a shitty cheap anime, and now I oh understand. Oh, my God. What are you, it? trying
1: to split the left?
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> finally done it. The only anime I've seen in like 10 years has been Kaji. Don't know that one oh it's so it's all about like the the depression in the 80s with uh, Japan oh. <laughs> and it's it's a guy who like is a gambling you addict you really
2: are a guy who loves depressions
1: <laughs> I do I really do you're just Actually, watching I... depression anime <laughs> well, it's, it's
0: a gambling Come anime and the whole, <laughs> the it's the whole like solidarity narrative where it's
3: like basically they have to rig the game together kind of thing Actually, that that does remind me there is a there is a fantastic one recent one that I can recommend to people Moriarty the Patriot like the guy from Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Plot and scheme is that Moriarty uh, was adopted into a noble family and the British nobility treated him like such a piece of shit. He and the one kid brother who got him into the family and that uh, kill their parents And then he's just going around committing, helping people commit righteous crimes against the British nobility. But wasn't Moriarty canonically a, a lord? Yeah, yeah, no, he is. He's adopted into a lord's family, but he starts off by. Uh,
1: yeah, it's an anime reimagining. Yes, he was right, a lord right. in the original. He also wasn't a femboy in the original. But he
3: is a mess. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. Uh, it is, it is an anime about hot dudes.
1: And, uh, old school <laughs> listeners will, will
2: hear that sound playing right now and recognize yeah, the bells of Notre Dame. The bells of. A bit bam, we paused bam, on, bam. but it shows up whenever Sean talks about anime. <laughs> 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 no joke. I do like
0: the the Hunchback and Nerd of Dom. It's like one of oh. the few like kids movies I return to. I
1: talked about this on a second promo for Gen Loss. Check it out. Bryn's movie pod. Uh, Notre Dame, best Disney movie. Also out there, my favorite Disney song. People yeah. people say it's a, a It has cut. the best
2: villain song, too. Because oh, yeah. it's well, just a just cardinal horned. being super horny and being like fucking have her kill her.
0: Yeah, it's so good. I don't know how they got that pass, though.
2: I, I don't either. If you go back and watch it now, it's like, this
0: is not for children. And it's it's not subtle. He's literally like, I am so horny, I will murder that bitch. It is not. <laughs> he's like rubbing his hand against her like scarf or whatever as the fire, the hellfire engulfs him. And he's like, yeah, she's going to die because
1: she's got me stirring. The, the original red pill guy. That's when Disney <laughs> had balls and, and made that a primary plot point.
3: It was like a year or two before they did Pocahontas, or a year or two after. Like they were, they were not really paying too much attention
1: then. What if they were paying attention? They're just like, okay, and this one it's about a dude who's super horny in France. Well, that's really sort of rough. What's our next one, dude? Is technically in an a febophile, and I'm gonna have to explain to you why. <laughs> it works within a very specific colonial context, and Disney's like, "I'm listening." <laughs> Are there any Jews involved? No, I'm listening. I like to imagine that it was like
0: the story writer teamed up with like one of the drawers and was like, "We're just gonna give them nudes of like the characters, and they'll approve anything we do."
1: You're a real sick guy. <laughs> i say but i've been since you said i've been in the th- there's nothing here but i just keep thinking of grapes of wrath uh kawaii dating simulator <laughs> <laughs> where it's just like you gave tom joad a shawl for grandmother Ooh. <laughs> i love how you're so thoughtful <laughs> it's just
2: in a tent city that's the setting a tent city in california <laughs>
1: It's Jesus. <laughs> Nundiska. Well, Tom, that's the afterbirth. <laughs> Thank Jeez. you for remembering my birthday, and the meter goes up. That's all I got. I don't know what how that coalesces into a thought, but there's something there. something <laughs> yeah, All right, I'll talk about Florida politics, I guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Finally. Yeah, don't finally, when you're the one that decided to fucking upend the Bible black schism within the left. (laughs) Brett was happy just talking about, like, uh, the fucking majority report versus Jimmy Dore, and now you have to go talk on some real factional shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just when I thought the Florida Democrats were
3: going to be a united party and just bring back strength.
2: Bring back—they've never been thrown. Oh no! I know. I was like, "What?" Uh, The the, the, Lawton child's was the last time a Democrat was successful in the state, and that was not because the party was good.
1: I like the name Lawton Child. He was my favorite governor, just because his name sounds like a caricature of how Southerners talk. Yes, (laughs) like like his name was actually like Layton Childs, but we all just said Lawton Childs. Good old, yeah. It it makes you sound like a dipshit when you said the governor's (laughs) name, and that. (laughs) <laughs> that should be the case. People in Florida parliament should talk like the house of Lords, but for redneck. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm fixing to saying something that a lot and <laughs> you No,
2: know, the, uh, the, the state party elected its new leadership. So they, they got routed in November, um, which we covered this uh, with Peterson on our like Florida Roundtable episode a little bit. The Florida democratic party has been incompetent for ages and ages. Um, and the last few cycles has been particularly bad to the point where even some national journalists are starting to notice that they don't even do basic things like campaign events in the districts are trying to win. Uh, they, they don't actually publish a schedule of events. They don't they don't fucking try. Uh, they also do things like running against minimum wage ballot measures or, or being unsure whether or not they're for it for months and months leading up to the election. Just basic things to make sure you alienate every fucking person in the state who might otherwise try to vote for you.
3: I mean, those guys just won the Georgia Senate runoff, so I'm not sure what the problem is here. (laughs) In Georgia,
2: they might have. They're doing fuck all in Florida, though. Because at least in Georgia, they were smart enough to promise you $2,000 they weren't going to give you. In Florida, they couldn't even promise you a, a fucking minimum wage increase that would take six years to come into effect. They were like, ooh, that sounds like you're getting a lot of money during a rough time. And I don't know that we're comfortable with that right now. An actual argument Nikki Freed made that businesses are hurting. Perhaps we shouldn't reward labor right now. So <laughs> Nikki Fried Hell is the yeah. only statewide elected Dem. She's in the Department of Ag. So they're trying to find the new statewide head of the party. Uh, in November, they lost a bunch of seats. That's a good part of the reason why the House Dems uh, lost so many seats is they lost a bunch in Florida. Uh, they, they just did terribly like across the board in the state. Besides just losing the state for Biden, they also lost a ton of house seats. And uh, so there's a bunch of different candidates for the who is going to be head of the state party. Most of them were sort of like generic centrist Dems. They had one or two slightly progressive. Uh, I And I do mean slightly as in like maybe minimum wage increases are OK. That's that's about as far as you can go in the Florida state Dem party.
3: Were any of them not Cuban?
2: Yes. <laughs> Uh, in fact, there was a, uh, a black woman from Tallahassee, I believe Tallahassee, um, so that, that was actually a thing. There was some, some fun identity back and forth going on because nobody actually had fundamental disagreements on policy. But all of that ended up being irrelevant because uh, uh, Manny Diaz, who I'll tell you who he is in a moment, swooped in and um, just basically crushed everyone because he had the backing of all the billionaires. Uh, so Manny Diaz is a former Miami mayor. He got famous during the elian gonzalez
1: whole thing oh elian yep i'm sorry you just pray that there's no more elian references because this is a very niche florida joke when people say elian in south florida the it's like call and response like marco polo the (laughs) listener has to then say oh elian Nobody knows why this is. I think it has something to do with a Janet Reno impersonation SNL did like 50, like fifteen or twenty years ago. It is. Dear. So this might be like a Fred Armisen thing, but it's just one of those things. It, it passes. It's like your dad ripping one and going, "Someone step on a duck." Nobody makes him say that. <laughs> Nobody knows where that came from. <laughs> it, it, it's impossible to triangulate how and why, but we all do it. So, what, who, what saga was this person from?
2: The yeah, Elian Gonzalez. Oh, Elian. <laughs> uh, Manny
1: Diaz got famous because he
2: was the lawyer representing the grandfather. Of who? Of Elian Gonzalez. Oh, Elian. <laughs> I love
3: that you said 20 years ago. Isn't it closer to 30 at this
1: point? Oh, Elian am so old now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope Elian saves for retirement. It is,
2: and uh, he he ran for Miami mayor after that. After he got famous on the Dim ticket, uh, won, and then was the mi- mayor until he got um got pushed out just for because he hit his term limit. Yeah, by Dexter. <laughs> 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 it's
1: the checks and balance for Miami politics. <laughs> uh,
2: but he's basically been out of politics since like 2009. He he showed up at uh the the 08 Dim convention to to say nice things about Obama. Right. To ho- hopefully help him win Florida. And then he's more or less vanished. And so it's like, why would he come back like a decade fucking later uh, with no relevant experience go- with anything going on right now? And it's like, well, because Bloomberg decided that that's who he wanted. It's basically what it was. Bloomberg backed, it, backed him uh, along with uh, another big billionaire, Jorge Perez. Oh, Oh, I feel like only Southerners would know who he is. He's been described as like Trump of the tropics. Like he does a bunch of housing and condo development in Miami and Texas and Florida. And, uh, I think a little bit in like Louisiana and Arizona as well. I know he's got stuff in Phoenix too. Uh, he's business partners with Steven Ross, right. Another piece of shit, Trump guy, random fun fact about Jorge Perez there. His dad used to be in charge of a pharma company in Cuba that got nationalized. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> he really is so so he's got the de- he really is the Trump of the tropics. yeah, that's I've never heard that before. That's such a good moniker. That makes me think of someone who's just like he's just playing a steel drum like they let you do it, folks. <laughs> I know uh, uh, Jorge from
0: uh, uh several things, but one of the best ones and most famous was he got away with it for maybe six months, but he was trying to be the anti-trump guy yes and uh he basically got called out because no one in the press does any kind of basic research that trump like did the like forward to his yeah
2: book. on his fucking yeah. book yeah <laughs> <laughs> and
0: they were like wait but there's a ton of evidence that like you were friends with this guy for years and he he would be, he was on the press and he was talking all this shit and they were basically like, you thought this guy was cool to hang with for like decades. And because he's not a Clinton, they were like, okay,
2: saying it. Jorge is absolutely another Trump guy. He just has backed away from it because it's like become less popular in certain circles in Miami. That's it. Like, that's all that's happened. There's uh, a
0: there's this meme, uh, like a Cuban, like a young Cuban activist meme with him uh, taking... Uh, him being the Nazis and in Indiana Jones and like taking all the relics because his whole shtick is he's trying to like buy and own every piece of like Hispanic art in yes. the Western hemisphere. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and
2: he's like doing
0: it too. It's not like he's failed successfully.
2: He's, yeah. No, he's got like a thousand pieces already in his Miami
0: house. Something. Like that, I, I don't know or? the numbers, but he definitely, it's like, it's definitely Frida Kahlo. It's, it's, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's all the big names, basically. It's who you would expect.
2: But him and Bloomberg came out uh, and said, like, you're going to fucking elect Manny Diaz. And the Florida Dems being ever creatures of the donors went, like, done. You got it. So Manny Diaz is now in charge of the party. His game plan for how the state is going to recover looked like a whole lot of embracing progressive policy. I'm just kidding. He, he basically said, like, we're going to do more voter outreach. and. Meaningless bullshit. Like, he, there's no game plan. They were just like, "Oh, we're gonna do more technocratic stuff uh, once we would raise enough capital." I'm like, cool, man. That'll that'll solve the fucking problem.
0: Jesus.
2: But yeah. So expect nothing uh, from the Florida Dim Party. Um, I'm a little concerned about the Bloomberg influence. I, I, w- I will say that is concerning me a bit because he he very clearly wants to still be involved.
3: I can't wait to see their big push in uh in 2 years when we can do tax cuts for businesses. Come on guys, you got this.
1: <laughs> did did you see that Elon Musk is having a Miami moment? Hell yes, oh, I, God, love yeah. I, lo- I love this so, story.
3: I love that he just every 6 months just pops back up with uh with bringing his hyperloop somewhere new. Yeah,
1: only this time he wants to bring the hyperloop to some place where the water table is literally 6 feet down. Yeah. Like it's all porous limestone in South Florida. It's perfect. It's- Literally, I, as a kid, as a South Floridian, they'll give you like the little like bucket and shovel, you know, that you get at like a beach store, and you can go in your backyard. I've done this and just dig down to the water table. <laughs> it's it's not hard. There, you there. Nobody has basements because you, you can't. You can't. <laughs> yeah. So there would be if you are going to try to build essentially a subway, but more expensive. This would be it would make the lead, for a million reasons it makes no sense to do it in Miami but he's just like but wouldn't it be epic and people are like your stock has went up 4000% <laughs> the man designed a
3: miniature submarine where better to use it
2: richest <laughs> richest man in the world there the guy who doesn't know that fucking Miami you cannot dig you objectively cannot dig at all
0: also if you're going to dig like let's okay let's say you're just in you're Elon Musk and you're insane right You want to make some fast kind of transportation in Miami that's, you know, special and cool. Why would you make a tunnel rather than just doing like some Venice style channels and shit?
2: Yeah, I was just going to say invest in boats if you want to do um, a fucking transport Miami in the future.
0: There's already a low emission way to move around in Miami. and I know because that's where they pick up all the drugs.
2: (laughs) Airboats for all
0: airboats for all
1: y'all are mixing metaphors first of all because um if you were bringing it through the port of miami you wouldn't need a fan boat if you had a fan boat you wouldn't go through the port of miami <laughs> because <laughs>
2: you go through Everglades, yes, of yeah, of course.
1: Yeah, Port Port of Miami, and actually most people go through Port Everglades, which is in Broward County because that's the larger port and also it has the recreational yachting capital internationally. There are more yachts in Fort Lauderdale <laughs> than elsewhere, but if you're not doing that, then you need the fan boat because you you take these flights where you dump out. It's like the Tom Cruise movie he did, you dump the bales of coke and weed and whatnot into the everglades and then the rednecks pick it up on alligator alley yes. and funnel it through naples which also gets you the gulf coast that's right it's fucking just do some research before you come on <laughs> dumb and awful <laughs> can't all be fucking bible black and nixon tapes for fuck's sakes.
3: i know what fan uh, books are because i've seen the police academy five or six whichever one was set in florida <laughs> the one
2: no i was gonna say we actually covered the uh the whole uh, Miami sits on limestone thing on, there was some article about climate change stuff, but that was a good bonus. That, yeah.
1: that was about uh, Florida drug trade and economy and and limestone uh, uh, bedrock. Yeah, it was a good one. But yeah, the, every, every so often somebody comes up with a, a brilliant
2: infrastructure plan. So of course Elon had to, cause that's his shtick. Right. But Usually they say like, well, what if we did something there like they do in like, like the Dutch do, right? What if we built like a series of like dams around it? And it's like, that doesn't work. Miami's on limestone, and also to the west is the Everglades, which sits below sea level. Any sea level rise in Miami goes underwater instantly, from the east, from the south, from the west, or just from under the earth rising up. Like, it's its just going. The water just rises up out yeah. of the ground. <laughs> there's there's no infrastructure solution barring you doing, like, the Dubai thing and building a new island and then putting the city on that. Like
1: We're already losing keys. So so the Keys is a chain of island at, at the bottom of uh, South Florida. And because there's no – infra, I guess Infrastructure Week just never came to do the, like, <laughs> Ashley Feinberg riff. But, like, we're not going to rebuild bridges or roads or anything. So now as sea level rises and storms just flood things regularly, they're just islands where, like, people are like, well – we ain't going there no more <laughs> That's it. you just don't go to that key without a boat anymore you,
2: you know that you know that long bridge uh in the keys that they show on on uh seven, true lies seven yes. mile bridge <laughs> on true lies uh, right like they're doing there's that like incredible chase and they're they're shooting at the helicopter out of it and everything uh they they've already said we're not maintaining that bridge anymore they've Aww. already said like we're done
0: but I mean, that's good though isn't it like that's
2: It is and isn't. It's good in that like they recognize that that's not salvageable. It's bad in that people still live there. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. If Elon
0: Musk really... If he was not a grifter and just trying to target a new city, uh, you could tell because he could go to Miami. He personally could go to Miami and be like, yeah i have a wonderful infrastructure idea i'm gonna do a press release yeah yada, yada he does it and he's just like yeah there's nothing to be done in miami you guys need to evade this like just leave this entire city because you're going to be leaving it at some point so you know he, he unveils this big infrastructure program and it's literally just get people the fuck out of miami
2: relocate
1: of, like, to jacksonville i like hollywood you're you're feel free to buy this script off me i'm ready to go on the blacklist and, and be feted for this brilliant script idea it's a group of Key West militants, right, and and they C four the Seven Mile Bridge nice. and secede as the first actual luxury gay communist union. <laughs> <laughs> they they declare their independence. They blow the Seven Mile Bridge and then they just they dig in to Key West and make it a gay stronghold. And you know what? I'm in. I want to see if, if <laughs> yeah, you're just same. if you're just unspooling that because here's the thing. Key West is uh, a lot of people don't know about Key West. Key West in Florida is like it has a Stonewall vibes, but the night where they threw the first brick forever. <laughs> yes, the gays in Key West are like the Space Marines of homosexuality. Like these are <laughs> these are hard bitten men down there. They are. They will throw every fucking bar stool into a barricade, other than the one that uh, Hemingway decided to kill himself on, because that's basically a holy site that everyone goes to to pray.
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> Key West is a weird spot. There are more than one professional mimes that live in Key West. I'll put it that way, <laughs> and they do okay. That is what I, I just say that like you know, Florida has some bright spots. Key West really is the weirdest bright spot. It's like someone smudged New Orleans and East Village over the same weird island. (laughs) (laughs) Just where Chief Osceola went to party. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was going to say,
2: yeah, so Elon Musk swung in for that when he wasn't also starting other shit. Apparently, like, the minute you get to be the richest man in the world, he just... I was going to say you get to do whatever you want, but that's fucking abundantly clear. I don't know why I'm surprised by that. You of course you get to do whatever you want. That's explicitly the system. That's the promise.
0: Well, uh it's still weird though that he like can be this boneheaded publicly and it doesn't like his stock didn't tank as a result, you know. It's and No, it just keeps going up. It, it's even more terrifying because he's got what four factories at most, maybe let's say five and be generous. And between the next, like, seven automakers, it's something like 600 factories in the entire world with government contracts in 200-plus countries. And for some reason, his business is valued more than them because they think his software is going to do it. They found him doing VIN skimming scams where they were processing VINs prior to actually selling the vehicle and all sorts of other yep. shit.
1: There's a something awful thread. There's a something awful thread where it's like, I'm an engineer at a Tesla factory. If you learned Q Basic in high school, you're ahead of the curve here.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! The stock price of Tesla went up eight thousand percent this year. That has no reflection on anything. Absolutely nothing occurred. Nothing happened.
3: Produced more cars. I mean, it's just it's it's he. It's because he's one of the few people who can post as well as Trump.
1: He cannot post. He does not post. Elon Musk is capitalist Caligula. Yeah. like <laughs> it would be cooler if he would just fucking marry his horse but instead he posts cat girls on main the entire time as a way to be relatable
2: right but it's working but- because the the reddit crowd loves it exactly
1: it's not working because the Re- the reddit crowd fucking loves when you break bread and throw it out in front of your front yard <laughs> they're fucking idiots
3: <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do <laughs> you just got you just got through five years of Trump? Trump just convinced a whole bunch of idiots to storm the fucking capital. What do you think Elon Musk could do?
2: Yeah, but Trump is objectively funny. Yeah Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, no. Elon, Elon Musk has the energy of someone who is like signing up to live journal like right before everyone is getting off of it. It, 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 <laughs> it. it has the energy of someone who signed up for Tumblr after the porn left. Like, it's just <laughs> like, what What do people like? Catgirls? Yeah. yeah, my car is a catgirl. Fucking, I don't know. Someone please love me. <laughs>
3: Elon Musk wants to quote some epic family guy uh, scenes at you. It's funny because we think
0: of Elon Musk and we make the like Reddit joke, but the reality of Reddit is probably like if you vetted out anyone under the age of 22, the median income is probably like 95 grand a year. It is like engineers and shit. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Oh yeah.
1: No, Elon Musk works because in the same way that Marvel movies work, because it it is taking your mundane, like, like extremely fucking earthbound life, and extrapolating only from there what if you had way 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 more money and could fulfill your modern fantasies and it's like oh maybe i would quip while i was doing some cool laser moves with thanos only elon musk is like maybe i'd embarrass myself with cat girl posts but you'd still have to like me because i have 10 billion dollars
0: he's literally in a marvel movie like don't forget like he is a marvel movie actor
1: oh playing himself
3: yep No, no. I I mean, I am a programmer. I know I'm dumb as shit. I'm like, like, there's, there's hundred, there's probably at least a hundred thousand people exactly like me who just had a really fucking easy time in high school, never studied, went to college, just learned how to just learned like the basics of how to coding and just fell into a six figure job. John,
1: cool. I'll believe a lot of bullshit, but I will not believe that you had an easy time in high school.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I <do> school work.
2: <laughs> Bridge too far. <laughs> uh, Alright, everybody. Thanks for listening. This has been Brad at Relentless board. That's Rob at Dumb and Awful. We had Grim at Mugrim. M-U-G-R-I-M-M. Uh, and John at Cali underscore TFF. Yep.
3: yep. Don't bother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had John, our hentai correspondent. Do bother at John. Ask him what his favorite hentai is. Ask him the best practices for smuggling out of a, a oppressive Chinese government. I'm not the one who's John for dicks. recipes. <laughs> at Cali TFF, send him whatever you want. Just really think of him as a garbage disposal for your Id. <laughs>
2: Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, subscribe to our Patreon for bonus episodes, patreon.com slash dumb, A-N-D, awful. Uh, but with the Patreon, not only do you get the episodes, you get uh, discounts on merch. And uh, it should be noted, we do pay our guests. So if at any point you're curious, like, where does all the money go? We publish a quarterly report and let you know where it goes. But uh, a good majority of it, which you can check the last two quarters, little quarterly reports we did goes to paying our guests so if that's the sort of thing you'd like to support again uh, patreon.com slash dumb and awful and lastly if uh, you want to support us some other way we haven't mentioned this in a minute but write us a review on itunes uh literally any text you put in there is fine just give it a five star publish something and it helps trick the algorithm into supporting us however briefly uh <laughs> it'll allow but regardless thanks for listening y'all we'll see you next time Thanks, Graham. Thanks, John.
3: No No problem.